again. Welcome everyone to Tuned In with Slim Jones. I'm your host, Slim Jones, with a special edition. You see, I got the mask on. I'm luching out. This is a special wrestling edition with someone who I feel is a wrestling expert, Mr. Static Jones himself. What's going on, everybody? Static Jones, man. What is going on in the world of wrestling, if you old school? I'm good. Uh, everything's good, man. Uh, but we just got, I uh, just heard about Brody Lee, man. That that's, that still got me shook. It was, I, I was, I think it was very unexpected uh, for me. I thought that, um, you know, he's on an injury. You're going to have Uno, you know, run the, uh, the Dark Order. So some kind of elaborate comeback or something. Like, I, I didn't even know he was sick at all. Yeah, like I, I thought he just had a little injury. He had to drop the belt to Cody. So that's all I thought. Same, you know, I, I, I'm thinking totally the same thing. So, I mean, I thought they were because like the way it was set up to me, he was going to do a longer um, TNT championship run than what they gave him. So I'm thinking like, OK, well, maybe something came up. He has some kind of injury or something. Yeah, but it was turns out it was a lot worse than we thought, man. Yeah, man. Um, the, the sad part for me is that he's just finally getting this break. You know, you got had a lot of in-ring talent. Um, you know, they kind of help, you know, WWE does what WWE does, and they um they stifle creativity and they uh they give you horrible gimmicks. And um, but you can still see the guy had the create, you know, the movesets under there. And they kind of held him back with the uh, Wyatt family. What you think? Yeah, I, I thought he was he was being held back too. Like when they broke out on his own, they didn't do nothing with him after that. Like he had this huge buzz around him when he was like he was starting to feud with, with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, and out of the blue, they just stopped using him. Just yeah, that's how they do though, man. I don't understand. Vince will have the most talent the most upcoming talent, the most past tense talent, you know, and the future talent. He have like all eras of talent there together, but yet he, he, I don't know, man. He puts an act. I told, I was talking to uh, Navy Montel the other one day and we were talking about wrestling. I was like, he kind of puts an asterisk next to every wrestler working in WWE. So the asterisk yeah. is, you know, you might have been cool, but we're going to put this little asterisk next to your name just to make you, you know, kind of make you a jobber almost, man. Yeah. And I and it kind of and it sucks cuz I actually saw Brody Lee's matches when he was with CCW. Yeah, him him and John Moxley had one hell of a few, man. They used to just bust each other open in every match. It was crazy. I didn't really get to see the uh, CCW matches. I remember, um, I remember Young Moxley before he came to NXT and stuff. But yeah. man, oh no, man, yeah, him and John, him, John Moxley, uh, Leo Rush, they all wrestled for CCW before they came to the WWE. And Leo Rush had this really awesome gimmick called Blackheart, where he had this this whole gothic gimmick, and. He had this whole elaborate entrance too, and he had this. He had a valet. He had a bodyguard with him. It was so cool. Like when you get a chance, look up Blackheart Leo Rush. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. Blackheart Leo Rush. Yeah. Was it so? Was it kind of like? I mean, what you compare it to? Like, uh, kind of like Alistair Black, or is it more uh, Gangrel? Or I don't know, cause 
he had a because he had a he had a girl with him and he had his this big this tall dude like right beside him just he looked like a bouncer but he he entered the rain filled with candles and it was dark in the rain and they had this cool theme song i don't know what like dirty didn't let him use that because he he wanted to use that gimmick that's just one hell of a gimmick but that's the thing though if you got something that works um Oh man, this is kind of cool. So it's like, you know, okay, okay, I go into WWE, right? And right. I, I, something I had to do, had to get your attention, right? I couldn't right. just, I didn't get there on my own. You know, I had to get something that got your attention. And, you know, you say, hey, you know what? Um, fuck WWE. But let's say, um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. I don't even. Take the indies out of it. Let's just take NXT, for example, right? You're in NXT. You're Ty Dillinger, right? You got a whole thing going. What do they do? Let's change you up when we put you on the big card. Um, Keith Lee. You're, oh, you're, don't get me started on Keith Lee. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Come on with it. Come on with it. Oh, I, when the moment they change this theme, I, was, I knew it was going to go downhill from there, man. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to mess him up. This dude was the first guy to become NXT champion and United and uh, North American champion at the same time. And this is what you do with him? And you send him back to the performance center? That's what you're doing, man. Like, I think that oh, we got to get Vince out of there, I'm man. Laughing I think- I'm, I'm laughing right now because I'm trying not to rage. And I'm Rant, not trying man. to get- <laughs> Unleash your anger. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, laugh is kind of a coping mechanism for me, so bear with me. Kind of like the uh, Doctor of the Simpsons? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, man, they, they screwed over Keith Lee, man. I was really, um, I don't know, man. I was kind of disappointed that even though Bianca Belair, they changed her up. I don't like the way they changed her up. Um, street props. I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, her and Sasha finna go after the tag titles. I like to see that. I watch WWE's women division more than I watch the the main events and main cards. I don't like the middle. Of, I don't know. There's, I haven't I mean, seen a WWE product in about mm, three months, maybe two months. I'll give I, him this though. Uh, Roman Reigns' heel gimmick is awesome. He's like this Samoan mob boss. You like that? The whole family business and he just takes uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso and almost kills them guys and they have to yeah, stop he, it. It's, it's actually working. It's like we've been telling WWE for years that Roman would be awesome as a heel and they finally listen and look what's happening. People are starting to cheer for this guy even though he's the heel. Like Roman is is a ba- is a total badass when he's a heel character. I wish he was... Um... I mean, even the Shield was kind of a heel, you know, they were a heel faction, you know, before they got, right. you know, popular. But I mean, I don't know. I think Roman should have went heel maybe two years ago. Yeah. And you had Drew McIntyre finally getting the WWE title. That's a good thing because I I was kept my friend, me and my friend uh, Maurice back in New Orleans, we, we got behind him the moment he came in as the chosen one. Um, talking about, I like Drew McIntyre. I think he put in a lot of work ethic on his way back in. Um, I mean, he always was there, but 
I don't have a problem with him being a champion. He has the build. He has the skills for it. Um, he's pretty good in the mic. I mean, I don't have a problem with Drew. It's just that I don't, I'm just really – it's – okay, let me ask you this. How do you feel about it? I was talking to Navy Montel again about this. We were talking about, okay, it seems now that WWE is doing more promo with no audience. And there's audience there, and you know they got the screens and all that. Wouldn't you think this would be a time for more action and less promo? Because you can't really grab that. I don't know, man. They're doing a lot of more promo, seem like. I mean, AEW doing that too. Like they have a whole, but they have a, they cutting promos with a minimal audience because most of the people there are part of the staff and the True. roster. I mean, WWE can do it too. They just gotta do it right because when WWE does it, it comes off kind of cringy. When, but for some reason, when AEW does it, it just feels natural. Like they all just having fun. Right. And that's the thing. Uh, like, I got a, um, I think at the top of the year, I'm going to do like 88 reasons why AEW is better. Um, but I think it was Eric Bischoff who was talking about WWE and he said it's too polished. And, you know, it looks like it's something that would be on ESPN or, or, or you know, HBO Fight Night. It's a little too clean with, with AR and it's just a little. It's futuristic, and it's. It, I think AEW has that old, that old time, you know, nostalgic of wrestling. You know what I mean? And plus, and plus, they get a whole bunch of people who worked in WCW involved in AEW, so it's like uh, Nitro all over again. But it's with a new new group. You got Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff shows up every once in a while. Stings back. Uh, oh, JR, JR, JR used to work for uh WCW before he came to WWE. Um, oh, very much so, yeah. And you got you got Dustin Reynolds, and then you got Dusty Rose's son as the as the lead. Oh my god! I mean, Jake the Snake's there. You know, I like what they do with their um legends. Instead of having these legends coming out and getting RKO'd or coming out and trying to put them in some kind of classic legends match. Let these guys be the valets and let these guys help push the next generation of wrestlers. And I like that how they're doing with um with Jake the Snake and um Archer or um uh Tully Blanchard. Like you th- this is what they're for. Now the Midnight Express is something totally different. Those guys are still taking bumps. I don't know how. My my God, man, those dudes are in their sixties and they still hitting Canadian destroyers. Like what? I know, man. I, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. I don't know how they could do it, man. Six. Like, even could, Jim Cornette couldn't. Even Jim Cornette couldn't hate on that, man. Because I know he loves to hate on AEW. I don't, why does he hate AEW so much? And he comes from something more like he's more popular than, uh, yeah, in something like a, a AEW style of wrestling program than he is in a WWE. Well, the thing I, I don't know. It, it's just Jim is. So one dude brought this to my attention because I went to I know a, a lot of indie wrestlers here in my area, and I went to I, and I hang with them at the shows, and they tell me, dude, he's pretty much Joe Budden, but but with wrestling, Joe Budden is he always shitting on the y- younger guys in hip hop. <laughs> Jim Corn, but Jim Cornette is the exact same thing except. You could kind of see where Jim Cornette's coming from, but Joe Budden was like, dude, chill, man. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about Joe Budden, man. 
I actually listened to his podcast. And at first, I mean, it was like, I don't know. I like Maul on there. Maul and Rory Parks is my guy. I listen to them. And it's not as... I was sold on, hey, man, you go on Joe Button, listen to Joe Button podcast. He's going to shit on everybody. He's going to hate on everybody. And I started listening to it. And I was like, you know, I mean, his takes are not that far off. I mean, you know, they still think of him as the Joe Button for uh, the show with academics. And I think on his <laughs> personal podcast is different. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like him at all with him. I don't like academics either. He's he's trash. I mean. Like when he did that interview with Lil Yachty, like I'm not a fan of Yachty at all, but I kind of felt bad for the guy. I was like, dude, calm down. Like Joe just went yeah. off on this kid. Well, that's the thing. He's not um he's not like that on his podcast because they really don't have any guests on their podcast. You know, they'll do some hot takes and things like that, but it's way different. Cause I didn't like now I can't watch it for some reason. I can listen to it, but I can't watch it on YouTube. I don't like watching their podcast. Uh, and Jim Cornette, he like for some like I don't get why why he hates Kenny Omega so much. I mean, I see why he does, but he goes to the extreme. He hates Kenny just as much as he hates Russo. Like, like his hate to Kenny is kind of unjustified. Why? I Kenny, mean, Kenny, it might be it, okay. I watched Kenny Omega in New Japan, and that's why I became like Omega fan, like Bullet Club days. You know, the gray hair Kenny, the cleaner, the cleaner Kenny is what I was watching. Right. How can you hate Omega? Well, I, I know why he hates him because uh, years ago, before he started wrestling for New Japan, it was another wrestling promotion in Japan called DDT. It's more of a comedy wrestling promotion, and Kenny Omega managed to have a five star match with a little girl and a blow up doll. <laughs> yes, Kenny and Jim Cornette was pissed about that. He thinks that makes fun. Of, it makes our business look like a joke. I mean, I mean, look at the promotion he's in, man. Like this is all comedy based. Like even Coco Banner wrestled for DDT one, at one point. I want to say I've seen some of those DDT clips. Do they have Juice and Thunder Liger on there? A lot. Oh yeah, Juice and Thunder Liger was on there. Like he, yeah. he wrestled everywhere. He wrestled for DDT, New Japan. WCW, ECW, uh, he wrestled for NXT, so that's officially it's that's technically WWE, but yeah, he it was just NXT. But he managed to get in the uh the Hall of Fame without even competing in a WWE match. So I mean, he's good. he's kind of like the I don't know, man. Between him and Ultimo Dragon, I think I always liked Ultimo Dragon a little better than Juice and Thunderline, but Juice and, he's classic, man. He's Ultraman. Agreed. Agreed. In oh, ring, one of my favorite matches was like uh, uh, Dean Malenko versus Ultimo Dragon. And it was like a Nitro. technical... Uh, it wasn't a Nitro. I think it was like at a... Not Bash at the Beach. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a pay-per-view. I'm trying to think which one it was, though. But it was one of the greatest matches I've seen, man. I was like, God, it's just technical. It's kind of what AEW looks like today. Yeah, it has that same feeling. Like it's first of all, it's on TNT, so that's already gives you the nostalgic feeling. Like you're watching Nitro, but on Wednesdays, you know. I like it better than Nitro because see, back when Nitro was on, I would do the uh, the swap. I would, you know, this match is like, uh, okay, let me swap over to USA and see what you know WWE was doing. 
But I mean, I, I kind of do that too with NXT because uh, I still support most of the people in the NXT roster. Like I, I still, I still love the undisputed era. Uh, I, I do too. I like you know Adam Cole. And- uh, Rhea Ripley, that's that's my girl. That's a crush. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Io Shirai is cool. Uh, who, who else do they got? They got uh, Karrion Cross, Killer Cross. I love that dude. See, I kind of slacked on A. I mean, NXT. Um, they changed it up when they brought like Finn Balor back. They. Um, they took Keith Lee away. They took away the Street Profits. They took away, um, I don't know, man. It's just, I think NXT should be its own brand and don't push them to the uh, to the big card. But the big I mean, card try- loses ratings and then they try to, oh, well, let's bring over, um, you know, let's bring over these guys to do what, you know, we did with Roman Reigns and Dean, you know, Seth Rollins and things. And it doesn't come off the same. I mean, you—they're trying to—they're actually trying to go in that direction by, by having it be his own brand because you got Tommaso Ciampa and the Undisputed Era refusing to go go get called up. Like they want to stay there. That's a smart thing to do, though, in my opinion, because if you go to the the, the main card and you get on SmackDown or Raw, they're going to screw with your gimmick. Tommaso Ciampa might become a—I don't know—a barista in <laughs> on Raw. You know what I mean? That changes yeah. gimmick. Um, some people worked out better. I think Elias worked out better. Um, Seth Rollins, I think, worked out. I still like the Rocker yeah. son. I don't know. And I kind of miss Big E's five count. You remember that? He was. Yeah. The first, I think. He, I I think he was the second uh, NXT champion. That was that was early NXT, but I remember I remember five count. That was great. Yeah, I, rem- I missed the five count. I mean, but it's he turned out all right. I mean, the new days they still sell a lot of merch, and their DLC for Gears of War. So, what power to them? I, I like what um what Elijah's doing with the uh, up down down. I'm a fan of that. Um, yeah. Well, then I know they were mad because it took a lot of the uh you the Twitch um the Twitch WWE. You know, everybody was on. They took them off of Twitch. They wanted to have their own kind of uh, platform for for uh, gaming and things. So they took everybody right. off Twitch, and Paige was all upset about it. Ooh, man! Like so that's why Selena Vega left. Like she's st- now she's making TikTok videos. So let me ask you a question, Static. How do you feel about Sting? Do you? Let me know how you feel about it. For I rant on Sting. Well, Sting is uh my has Sting has become my personal favorite of all time. Uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin is right right behind him, but I think it, he Sting needed this because Sting got treated so poorly in WWE. He he jobbed at Triple H, got injured by Seth Rollins. He only won one match out of three he performed in WWE. And he he went to Vince to do a, a match with the Undertaker, like the same style he did with AJ Styles, like at WrestleMania. But he wanted mm-hmm. to do that with the Undertaker. He wanted to be the last Undertaker's last opponent before he retired. He he, he even said, "I'll put the Undertaker over. Just let us have this." And Vince said, "No, it wouldn't sell." How would it not? 
this is the match that people have been waiting on for three decades. Yeah, man. And that's why Sting, that's one of the reasons why Sting, I think Sting went to AEW because he wanted closure. He couldn't get it because he couldn't wrestle because he, he, he had, he got that injury. He got injured. Thanks to Seth Rollins. And who like he, he couldn't have, a, he couldn't have a match. He couldn't, uh, he just had to make appearances and that's it. Sting wanted closure. He wanted, he wanted somebody to take over the mantle. He wanted, he wanted to help put over some of the younger guys. Sting I think he can do that with Darby yeah. Allen. I think he can do that with Darby Allen. I just hope he does kind of like what Tully Blanchard's doing for FTR. Can Sting come in? Because, you know, he's an undertaker of, you know, NWA, WCW. You right. know, he's that kind of a, you know, track record. Um, Kind of glad he went to WWE. I did get the chills when he showed up. You know, it did have to sell some merch and all that. The Seth Rollins thing was horrible. But hopefully, yeah. I don't want him in-ring competing in AEW. I want him to kind of help get over Darby Allen. you know. I will say this about – I will say this for Sting. Out of all the older uh, wrestlers, Sting along with DDP can actually still go. Like, I would – what I would do, I would not have Sting compete one-on-one with somebody. I would have him compete in a tag match. So he could be protected, because you you know you saw how they did with D- DDP. Uh, like, DDP that him, was great. They put him in a six man tag match. Like he he didn't stay in the match long. He got a chance to show off what he could still do, and he just tagged out. That's what they need to do with Sting. Like like, mm-hmm. what we let Sting get a hot tag, do a stinger splash, do a scorpion death drop. Then tag Darby Darby Allen back in and have him do his thing, you know. He does a coffin drop and then a scorpion death block kind of salutes to Sting, and right. then that's a great match. And that's a great match. I'll put that card together. I think I would be a pretty good card. But um, I mean, when DDP, see, the thing about DDP was like he was so old when he actually started. It's always impressive to see DDP. Yeah, he you was know? like in his late thirties when he became the world heavyweight champion in WCW. Yeah, he was um, training in his in his mid to late thirties at the uh, what's it called power plant in a- Atlanta, Georgia, or whatever. So he yeah. was an older guy before he even started wrestling. He's he was a valet, you know. What I mean, before and not to have him do what he did at such a late age and still be able to you know go a little bit, I like that. And he managed to win win at least one goal when he came to WWE. I, I kind of didn't see. That's the asterisk for me again. Yeah. DDP, they just, I don't know, man. It's one day, man, I might go back to WWE, but right now, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm very thankful that AEW's here. Um, reason number 74 is that uh, AEW people can compete in other uh, wrestling programs and factions and stuff. That's dope. Yeah. Like they, I mean, they still had options. You had Impact, you have Ring of Honor, but the thing is, People don't have a chance to watch those companies, and now you got AEW, which makes things a lot easier for for most people. I mean, don't be surprised. You might see Motor City Machine Guns show up on 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 Dynamite, or you might see, you know, it's it's. I like how they're doing the cross platform thing. It's it's kind of like yeah, playing they, Call of Duty <laughs> cross platform. I, I think AEW wants to. Be, be business partners with all the other wrestling promotions like NWA. Like they sent, they already sent uh, Serena Deeb, the NWA women's champion, over to uh, Dynamite. And you got 
the Lucha Brothers going going back and forth between uh, mm-hmm. AEW and AAA in Mexico. And who knows? They might. Who knows that New Japan deal is all they need, man. I think they definitely with with, with Kenny being there and, and the Young Bucks being there. I'm sure they can work some kind of way out with New Japan that they you might see some Bullet Club reunions on Dynamite live on air or um, you know sweet. what I mean. Just wait, just wait for Tomatonga to show up. That's all I'm saying. What about Marty Scurll, though? You think he would show up on Dynamite? Oh, my God, I forgot. Yeah, he was an elite. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely flip for that one. It's possible, man. That's why I think I like that there's an open kind of a platform where they want it. It's for the fans, not for the company. So if they have to bring over Marty Scurll to make something go over, they can and that would never happen in WWE. You have to sign a 50-year contract, and you can't be Marty Scurll no more. You have to be the crow or something. <laughs> you have to have some colors. You know, you have to come out in some funky colors. And you got to feed what, 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 what did they manage to convince CM Punk to come? There is so much talk about that. I don't even have to see him wrestle. Because, you know, Colt Cabana's there. That's his guy, you know. So if you got Colt Cabana there, it's possible. Well, they kind of been beefing for a couple of years now, but they can set that aside for business, you know. I don't know. I don't see CM Punk is. I don't see him coming back nowhere. I would like to see him come to AEW, but I don't see it happening. I just see I mean, he Punk just... actually. Punk actually admitted in a in an interview that he would like to wrestle people like Kenny, uh, the Young Bucks, and even Cody again. So, never say never. What do you think about the um you seen the um the AEW game they're trying to put together they're working on? Yes, and Ukes is involved. That's what that's the company that did the uh 2K games. Oh, yes. SmackDown. Yeah, that's gonna be weird, man. Oh, uh, but see, well, there how about this though? If in what if they have the impact wrestlers on there? What if they have NTWA wrestlers on there, New Japan wrestlers on the AEW game? Oh, you mean like uh, WCW versus the World Games, where they had a whole bunch of other people from other companies? Exactly. But you do that with AEW, and you cross-promote it with Impact. Because, you know, I mean, Kenny's on Impact. Like, you know, he's been seen on there. So you can have these dream matches cross-platform, like the WCW versus the World. I think it would be World Tour. I think, yeah, it would be great. I'm digging, man. So tell me a little bit about this blurred over podcast. That's how I found you, man. I've been listening to Skip. I think I got I got to rap with Skip later on tonight, man. But I was listening to you. I was like, hold on, this guy knows about some wrestling. His takes, are <laughs> so he knows some things. He sees some stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty much the wrestling guy uh, of uh, me and me and my friend Ladarius. You've probably seen him too on the podcast. Uh, me and Ladarius, we we both are the wrestling guys of, of the group, and we that's how we got Skip to get his belt. Like Skip has his own custom made blurred over belt. That's because we told him about the website to get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but but yeah, I don't have a custom made belt, but I have my own uh, belt collection. I, I got the AEW title belt, the NWA, the ECW, and the current WWE title. Now I see this one link on this website. I mean, it was it was like less than two hundred though, and they're like heavy because I um these guys use it for a car show. And they had, and you can get your own custom plates. And it, I mean, it might cost more if you get the side plates, but you can get whatever you want put on there, on, on, engraved on the, on the plates. 
Right. It was, like, it was under 200, though. It wasn't yeah, bad. That's, exactly. Especially if it's a silver plate, that's even cheaper. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be cheaper. Yeah. So we might, if it, I can't I get you to get that plate with the, the Deadpool, AJ Styles thing. That was dope, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, that, that was like a brain blast. I actually wore the Dragon Con one year and it actually got over so well. It got people, sh- like a lot of people shared it. Yeah, I like that. I was like, I see you got some Lucha masks too, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Lucha Libre fan. I like to incorporate it with pop culture characters and my, and my cosplay. If I want to cosplay, I mean, I'll do uh, other pop culture type characters, but sometimes I like to add my own little Lucha flair to it. Okay. Like, I even got uh, uh, complimented by the GOAT himself, Rey Mysterio. He actually inboxed me and said, good work, kid. Rey, Rey Mysterio is one of my favorite luchas of all time. I think it was probably, I would have to say my favorite unmasked luchador would probably be Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, Eddie's the best. Eddie's, Eddie's He's the, the best unmasked. He's about the best, my favorite unmasked lucha. Um, then I'd probably say masked lucha probably has to be Ray. Yeah. But um, let me tell you more about uh, Blurred Over. Uh, basically, me, Skip, and Ladares, like we were just a bunch of nerds that got together and wanted to help promote black content creators because we don't get enough uh, exposure as it is. And we're trying to, we're trying to, uh, also bring up more lesser known black cosplayers because every time you when uh 28 days of black cosplay rolls around you hear the same people over and over again and nothing against those those people it's just there are other great black cosplayers out there that don't get enough exposure True. that's where we come in i i really appreciate what you're doing man i, I love the blurred over um it, you know it's easy for you guys to just say hey you know we're just going to just post nothing but our stuff and all that. But it's, I mean, damn near like 90% of it is all sharing of different cosplayers and artists and stuff. And that's, that's a dope concept, man. I like it. And there's a lot of love, man. And really appreciate what you guys did with the, uh, with the Christmas giveaways, man. And going out door to door. Those lives were funny though. (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately I couldn't make that one. Uh, I I had to have a, like my job back at home is IT for for the school district here in Birmingham, and they had they had I had to work that day, so they I couldn't make it. I wish I could because I have a Christmas luchador I could I was gonna bring to that event. Oh snap! Not the Christmas luchador. Yeah, I the Christmas luchador started when I was two years ago. I just put on a Rey Mysterio mask and, and a holiday hat. And people liked it. And I thought maybe I could make this into a character. So I got rid of the Ray mask because that's copyright. Mm-hmm. So I just got this red this red and white mask I found online. Just put it on and wear, and wear the Santa Claus hat and just get some Christmas gear together. And then add, add the title belt. And I was, and the Christmas Luchador was born. That's what's up, man. I mean, uh, this year is a weird Christmas year. Um but you know, we we'll see the Christmas luchador in the years to come, though. Yeah. What's your favorite luchador mask? Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, I would have to go with Pentagon. I I, I gotta agree. 
he might not be the, my favorite mask, but he has my favorite mask color sets. Or like, you know, if you had a creative player, you want because he has one that's Venom that's super, super dope. I want that one. And I'm actually planning to cosplay him one day. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to get makeup right. Get, get, I'm trying to get the makeup right before I do it. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm no makeup artist. Like, I don't know the first thing about it, but I'm trying to get better at it. Because people tend to react more to people who use makeup in their cosplays. I noticed that. That's true. Um, I mean, for a pencil, it wouldn't be that hard. You just got to put some, you know, white or black around your eyes. Um, so maybe some contacts. And then you got to do the teeth on your on your mouth. Yeah, the teeth part is going to be the challenging part. Because you, you can't move at all. You got to just do this. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can do it, man. I think you can pull that off. You got to get the uh, the walk down and have the glove. You got to toss the glove. I already got a speaker. Like I could play the Lucha Bros theme song as I'm walking around. <laughs> I like their theme song, man. Uh, you ever heard? You know, there's a um, what's that group called? Rizelda. You ever heard their song, Lucha Bros? Yeah, yeah. It's dope. They I seen uh, Ray Phoenix playing it while he was working out one day. He was doing like some uh, rope workouts. He was playing in the background. Oh yeah, that was dope. And I I kind of like Pentagon's uh, Lucha Underground theme song. It's on YouTube. It's very catchy. Oh, Lucha Underground. That was a great program. They it ended back. too soon. It ended too soon. It was kind of like it felt really like. Um, it's like playing a my story mode on a wrestling game, but it was actual. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. felt like a my like you know they had the Aztec theme in the background, and they would do like and the, but the camera work looked really like almost like so cinematic. It was like telenovela almost. And then I don't know. It was I like Lucha Underground a lot, man. It, it like it was produced by uh, Robert Rodriguez. So I can tell that makes sense now. That makes perfect sense now. Yeah, that Lucha Underground, man. I say bring it back because that's how I got. That's how I I found out about Pentagon and Phoenix, and uh, Brian Cage, Eva Lee. Like that's how I found out about all these people because Lucha Underground. Um, I don't, how do you feel about Brian Cage? Not Brian Cage. He's pretty cool. How do you feel about EC three? I never liked him. He has the he has the personality. It's just that he wasn't given a fair shot in the main roster because he could have been a very good heel character. Like he he is what picture MJF, but right. turn up to a turn up to a thousand. That's EC three. But see, my like MJF has the right mix of dare I say asshole and uh, heel mic skills to where it comes off right, like. I know a lot of people who hate MJF, but he's like, um, it's his job. He's a heel. He, he's supposed to make you hate him. But EC3, like, he can be just as big as an ass. He can be just as big of an asshole. It's just that WWE didn't even give him a mic. Did he go back to Impact? Or is he going back to Impact? He's an Impact, but he completely changed his whole style. Like, he cut the hair off. He's bald now. And he just... He looks like a guy who's just fed up with everything and he's just going around attacking people. 
I don't know. It's just something about him, man. It just never, I don't know. It just never came. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't jail with me. I mean, he, he has some good, I mean, he's, he doesn't have the best skills, but I looked at him a little bit when he was with Impact before he came to NXT. Like, his Impact run was actually pretty cool. Yeah, now, I will give you that. Impact, he was cool. Well, but, man, let me ask you this. You think Lance Storm will ever go to WWE? Lance Storm? Not Lance Storm, but the ca- James Storm, sorry, the Cowboy. Uh, I'm about to say, because Lance Storm, he's one of the uh, he's one of the backstage guys for SmackDown. Lance Storm is. Yeah, he went over during the uh, invasion. I, I'm, I'm talking about Cowboy James Storm. James Storm, he was uh, temporarily, he was on NXT for one match, thanks to Billy Gunn, but then Billy Gunn went to AEW. And James started and feel safe there without Billy, so he just went back to Impact. But I just want to see him and you no know, do a beer money thing just one time. Can we get beer money? Um, I don't, I don't see it happening in WWE. But if Rude and Storm went somewhere else, I could see it happening. Like picture beer money in, in AEW. Uh, I think it would work, but I don't know. It just seems like the way AEW's built. Those guys would be like a fan service mid card match, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, they still got a lot. They got a lot of people on the roster, but, but not enough time. But that's what AEW Dark comes in because that's how I know about a lot of the guys because AEW Dark. I actually take time to watch it, even though a lot of people refuse to. It's good, man. I watch it on YouTube. Um, I like the commentating by uh, what's his name in Taz's character. Taz, uh, you got Tony Schiavone, Taz, and uh, Excalibur. Yeah, but he'll wrestle sometime, though. I mean, he's a wrestler. Um, he was feuding with – he's in Team Taz. Uh, Starks. 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 Starks, okay. His commentary with Taz on there sometimes is great. And I think that um, YouTube, if it's on YouTube, I mean, that makes it available for everybody. And it's, uh, it's some great matches on there, man. Yeah, and I, I'm becoming a huge fan of Big Swole. I like Big Swole. She's yeah, Bianca, like, she's not Bianca Belair, but I love I like Swole. She's dope. You know that's uh that's Cedric Alexander's wife. You know, I know they said they had some um pictures online of her at AX, uh, AEW during like Thanksgiving holidays. Right. So I don't know, man. Maybe we get some Bianca, man. I mean, Swole's pretty cool too, and uh, they got they got good women. It's just like I know a lot of people say the AEW women roster isn't that great. They got women in there. They just need to use. They just need to take time to use them properly. Because you got Big Swole, you got Hikaru mm-hmm. Shida, you got uh, Rio, Britt Baker, uh, Britt Baker. You got Cheyenne, the the little French girl. I mean, I, uh, I think they have the talent there. I think they just got to work their matches better um, instead of you know what I mean. Maybe put them on. Uh, I don't know what time they put the card on, but maybe try to put the matches together better and do less matches. Maybe. Yeah, less like my thing is less tag man. I mean, not less tag matches. Just use every time. Like I know, it, I noticed in in every episode of AEW so far, it's been like at least three tag matches in that show every every week. Oh, at least, but that's that's their that's their bread and butter. They have some of the greatest yeah. tag teams. I I can say some top. I don't know, Young Bucks, dope tag team. 
Um, Lucha Brothers is my favorite right now. Um, I'm digging in Santino or uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana. Oh, oh yeah, they. You know what? They did some cool things, and I don't know if you. I'm pretty sure you're a super fan. I never seen it on air before. Well, they do the um, the hangman suplex, and they hold them, and then they tag out and switch, and they did like three or four times. Yeah, that's oh man. You know, like I watch AEW to see new things. You know, you know what I mean? You know how much power you gotta have to do that, <laughs> right? To ta- I mean, they do it like three or four times. They tag it in and out and switch. Well, you know how much. Like that's a lot of trust. That's like a, that's like that's a lot of trust and strength you gotta have for that one. Oh, and, and me, yeah. Even the guy who's getting it done, you know, what I'm saying everybody. Because you gotta think about it, the guy who's in the suplex got to hold himself up, so he has to be just as strong as the guys who's tagging in and swapping him out. Right. I, I haven't seen it done in a while, man. But I like Santana and Ortiz. I got a feeling they're going to be the first one to break break away from the inner circle. I think it's Sammy. You think it's Sammy? I think it's Sammy. I feel like Sammy's going to break away. Well, I really think they're going to replace Jericho and MJF's going to run the inner circle. I think Jericho yeah. is going to get um, – he's going to get – you know, same thing that happened to Hogan. Same thing that happened to uh, Triple H. Same thing that happened to all the faction leaders. I think it happened to the horseman at some point. So, you know, you're the figurehead. Bullet Club, perfect example. They're going to Bullet Club it. Yeah, like they always get rid like whatever uh, the league guy gets signed to WWE, they just, they just get rid, they just turn on him before he leaves. I think it's going to be the same thing. So Jericho's probably not going to leave. He might go on like, you know, some kind of vacation type of time or something like that. Uh, MJF right. takes over. Um you know, inner faction uh, problems. Sammy goes uh, solo and then goes after the TNT title. Like when, when they split up, like that's when Team Taz can take over. I like the fa- – it just feels real – I don't know, man. AEW is everything. They're making it for me every week. I don't know. But it feels like it. I mean, you got I got factions again that are relevant. You know, only person who rides. Yeah, I told my mom. My mom's a big wrestling fan, by the way. She the one has. I'm the reason why. She's the reason why I'm a, a wrestling fan. So, I was like, everybody has a, a a click or a faction or a tag, except for Darby. I mean, Darby's this like Darby comes off as this, as this type that's a loner and does stuff on his own. He's the only one though. Everybody else has a a valet, a tag. Or a faction, he's the only one that rides solo, and that's why I think Sting comes into play. That's where Sting comes into play. Right. He's going to be. I mean, Cody is kind of an ally to ally to Darby, but what can you do? You know. Yeah, I like Darby, man. I mean, Moxley, yeah, and Moxley. He's those are the only two people who roll solo. Yeah, him and Moxley, and I. And since we're on, we're on to talk about the factions, uh. I'm digging the heck out of Luchasaurus. I want to see more of him. You know, Luchasaurus reminds me of, you remember back in the day on on WCW when uh, they had the Jersey Triad and it was DDP, Bam Bam Bigelow, and what's the other guy's name? Chris Canyon. Chris Canyon. uh, Luchasaurus reminds me of a larger Chris Canyon. I, I can kind of see it. 
He's, I can kind of see it. His moves are different. Um, not the way he moves, but just the way, I don't know, his package, his move package, I would say. Yeah, but he but his character's way different than Canyon. Because Canyon, oh, <laughs> Canyon was kind of funny. Luchasaurus oh. comes off with me an intimidating character. But he's not your normal big man. You know, he does only thing normal about him is a choke slam. Everything else is all a new package. I've never seen a guy, you know. Well, he, even the, even when he does a choke slam, he does a standing moonsault behind it. Yeah, you're right. Who, who's who's that big that you see do that on a regular basis? Well, I've seen. Well, Mike Austin was pretty big, but he didn't do moonsaults. He just dived. To my ECW, Mike Austin. Yeah, ECW, Mike Austin. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. That dude would just slam you a table out of the ring and then dive on top of you like Jesus <laughs> yeah I think he would do a moonsault too I think I've seen him do a moonsault before yeah Mike I've seen, pretty him, I've seen him do frog splashes a senton and that's about it like this dude like when I saw him like dive on top of people smaller than him for the first time I was like dude you're too big for that <laughs> Right, yeah, you're gonna smash these people, and and he actually was to me. I think he was bigger than Luchasaurus, like far as size wise. Yeah, I think he is. Uh, and when I see him, when I see the stuff he did to Spike Dudley, I was like, dude, calm down. Oh man, yeah, that was horrible. It's poor little Spike, man. Spike Dudley was the first Marco stunt. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except um, Spike, Spike fought back, actually fought back a couple of times because he he got a couple of shots in on Mike Awesome. I, I'm not going to ignore that. So what are your predictions for AEW in 2021? They're going to come out. They're going to come back strong. Like they're going to like once we get this vaccine and they start letting people back in, it's going to be lit. I'm kind of iffy on the vaccine. I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I mean, I'm I'm part of the school district, so I gotta take it. So, it, like, if if I start feeling anything, like, I'll sue. <laughs> well, we're gonna say our prayers and eat our vitamins for you, man. We need you out there in that school district, man. But we need you to be safe. And I hope it's all work so we can get back to, uh, you know, going to live events, man. Yeah, like I miss live events and I miss cons, man. It was oh. that's that's what that's what got me through every year, like the cons and uh and the live events. I think about doing a corner con and just like you know go outside to the corner of a main highway and just uh put up some memorabilia and some and some merch and just have corner con. That's a good idea. Like you you probably need to run that by skip. <laughs> Hey, Skip would do it too. We hey, so you y'all from what, Birmingham? Yeah, we're from Birmingham. Man, we can set up down there on third corner con. Corner and, con, let's do it. At a red light, <laughs> and when you pull up at the red light, you know, you say you shot whatever. We just you know pass it off, wear gloves, sanitize, you know, and just pass it in your window. Hop out hey, for a photo op. Uh, most of my lucha masks cover my face anyway, so let's do it. Corner con. Birmingham Corner Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down with that, man. 
it would work. Oh yeah. Just like, you know, people who do like the car washes at the gas stations would just have some mini conventions. Exactly. And just get just get a few people to dress up, you know, like get I know somebody that's a, that could cosplay Mando from The Mandalorian. Oh my god, I'm so proud of that show. I feel like I produced it. It's the greatest show. <laughs> like, you, and, you watch and, you, you the current? Are you current on Mando? Oh yeah, I finished it. Uh we the Star Wars fan base needed this because we've been divided for, for quite a while now, ever since the sequel trilogy came out. And we needed something to bring us back together. Well, you know, uh, between this, I, and I'd say that Mando, probably number one, uh, best product of this millennium, and that and Rogue One. Yes, Rogue One was good. Those you two know, when, products saved, that kind of saved us. Yeah. And you know, when Dark Vader came in that, well, showed up in that one scene, it was it the did. same energy in The Mandalorian. You notice that? Oh, exactly. You know, but I watched that scene maybe like 75 times just so I can, you know. <laughs> I, I don't I mean I, I watched that that made I mean Rogue One was a great, I mean it was, you know, it was a great movie. It was kind of depressing and sad, but it did it serve its purpose. It was in a it was in a bad time. So it wasn't on the oh, we're gonna end on a high end and have a parade and fireworks like the Star Wars movie do. No, we ended on a low note and a lower note and a lower note fader. Oh man. So and and now they talk, and now they're trying to they talking about trying to get a, a deep fake Luke Skywalker his own show. I don't think I would watch um, the deep fake Luke Skywalker. I think it served its purpose, you know, give Grogu back to the the way of the Jedi. But here's the thing, though, as we know in the canon, non-canon sequels, that Luke fails. So at some point, he has to mess up with Grogu. I don't know, man, like, because I'm hearing that there's a civil war at Lucasfilm between the staff. Like, you got people who's who's on board with John Favreau's vision of Star Wars, which is the Mandalorian and all these uh, spinoff shows. And then you got Kathleen Kennedy with the sequel trilogy. Some people like her vision and some people like John Favreau's vision. Like me personally, I kind of like John Favreau's vision a bit better because it's not divisive. It's not, and it's not, you know what, I mean, I kind of, only thing about Mando, I had some earlier takes before with friends on PlayStation Network, and I was saying, look, just make some Star Wars stuff, not about the, you know, the Skywalker family, and, you know, of course, deep fake shows up, but I, I appreciate the way he moved, and it wasn't my like, I think they should have the fans, have you seen the, um, the remastered fan version of, um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, the ending yes. scene. Yes, that fight with Vader and Obi Wan was. I like these. This is fan made. It looked better than like the Lucas film shit. Yeah. Did you watch the Darth Maul fan made movie? Film the short film. I've heard. I've seen clips of it. I just never saw it all the way through. I need to. I need to watch it though. It's not that long. It's maybe like you know, fifteen minutes or something like. Yeah, you know, it goes. He's trying to uh, become darker, and he has to go kill these Jedi's, and he's out hunting Jedi's. It is fan made, but it's like, man, this is this is good. I like it. So I think I probably go with the more Mandalorian. Come on, man! You had Boba Fett in there, dude. You had Soka in there. You had 
I mean, and, and she's played by my girl Rosario Dawson. I love her so much. I think Rosario Dawson, as a woman of color, whether she's Latino, black, whatever you want to call her, she's done more for comic blurred culture than any other black woman. And she started. Uh, she started with Men in Black too. You know, like that's where she that's where she started to get a big break. Men so in Black too. You know, Men in Black too. Sin City. Yeah. Her work on all the Marvel shows on Netflix, Mandalorian, Star Wars. She's done a lot of work. This, I mean, but it's 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 important work that she's doing. She's doing God's work out here. Man. We need more Rosario Dawson's. Yes, absolutely. She might could. I mean, so um, I canceled my Netflix today after like twelve years. Oh wow, man! You you've been a loyal fan. Well, they're going up on price, man, but they're not giving me nothing new. So I I downloaded um, HBO Max to watch Wonder Woman, right? So right. I'm looking through here. I'm like, man, I've seen on three pages of HBO Max more movies and shows that I would watch than skimming through Netflix for a half hour. So I I'll just probably, like it. whenever a new show pops up on Netflix, that's when I open it back up. And just watch the whole sh- watch the whole uh, series of that, then, then take it off. But that only happens like what every other month. I mean, <laughs> people was talking about the blood of Zeus, so I opened mine back up and watched that, then just shut it back off because, and it wasn't that impressive. I mean, it it the animation is beautiful, but the story of it just wasn't feeling it. I agree. Um... Zeus is out here like Sean Kemp with all these kids, but yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It was okay. So I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think. What's the last thing I watched on Netflix that, that what I could only watch on Netflix? Well, the Marvel Netflix series. They're, they're not. They they're technically their property of Netflix, not Disney. So that's the only reason. But they're supposed to be using some of the same actors in the next phase of Marvel. I think they're keeping Daredevil or keeping somebody. They were keeping Daredevil. They're keeping they, they're some people. About- they keep they're talking about keeping uh Charlie Cox Daredevil and uh John Bernthal uh Punisher, but I didn't hear I didn't hear anything about Mike Coulter. I hope they keep Mike Coulter's Luke Cage. I don't know, man. Now, that's the last thing you know, that's the last thing I watched on Netflix was The Evil. That's the last thing I watched on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I don't know. I let it go. I'll come back if y'all use some cool because I mean HBO Max has all my DC movies on there. And I don't really like the DC movie, but all the animated movies. I mean, it's like a lot of stuff to watch. So that's like that's the reason why I had the DC universe stream, but uh, that that's that no longer exists, and all the DC stuff got transferred over to uh, HBO Plus, HBO Max. Yeah, it's, it's there too. Um, I'm not gonna watch. Uh, how do you feel about um, not the Teen Titans show? Not Titans. How do you feel about Doom Patrol? It's interesting. Uh, I I was gonna watch it regardless because Brendan Fraser was gonna be a character, and I'm a big fan of Brendan Fraser. I loved him in the Mummy movies. Georgia the Jungle was awesome, <laughs> so I, it was good. So it was good to see him back doing something, you know, because I heard he was going through a lot of depression. Yeah, I heard that too. Um, 
so it's good to see him back acting and doing his thing, man. And he ain't lost a step. He, but I never heard him cuss this much in my life. But it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Doom Patrol. I wish they had a better. Um, I don't know, man. I wish they had a better costume budget design set or something. I mean, it's TV, it's television, so not movies. So, what can you do? I mean, the Titans, uh, the Titans were aren't really that better either. Like Nightwing is probably the best looking. Nightwing pretty much has the best looking costume out of everybody in that whole show. But seem, I mean, even the stuff that was on CW seemed like they had better uh, costumes. Only one I don't like is Cyborg. I, I just go ahead and say, it. I come out and say it. I don't like Cyborg's uh, costume on Doom Patrol. It, it I mean, it's, it is canon though, because there were times when he just he just fight while wearing the tracksuit. That was cool. I mean, that's that's not. I mean, I know that that's cool because I remember I've seen that in some books. But I'm talking about just a. I don't know, man. His his head plate don't 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 hit right. <laughs> it's practical. It's not CGI. And honestly, I'll take practical over CGI any day. I say better cosplays though. You got me there. Touche. Touche. Because I've seen, you know, I even see 50 Cent, uh, 50 Cent actually dressed up as Cyborg for his kid's birthday party. And even that costume was actually really good. So I don't know why they went so, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I think they, because I got to watch the first season. Um, I was watching some Harley this morning. That's my favorite. I wish they would come out with season three of that. It's going to happen. I mean, she's on HBO Max now, so. It's so funny. The, the Titans, Harley, and uh, Doom Patrol ain't going anywhere. Um, Titans is okay, show. It kind of feels like uh, Supernatural a little bit sometimes. Like, when they're traveling, it's a lot of traveling. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but finally, they're finally going to get Starfire her costume. I'm so why are people so I'm so mad at people who just hating on her so bad. Like the, the, you got like you got people mad because she's a black woman. Well, she ain't white either. So I know, but if you look at the old comics, she looked more like the lady on the Titans show than she does Starfire on you know Titans Go. Before she had the long straight hair, she had a uh, very curly hair. I mean, a long curly hair. I thought it was fire for the longest when I was a kid. I thought, oh, her name's Starfire. Okay, well, you know, and her hair is all these orange curls. I thought it was like fire, but it was just like, you know, curly hair. I mean, she's a black alien. Let her have it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Raven, Raven still has to grow on me. I don't. I agree. I mean, I'm not gonna diss the diss the actress because you know she's she's like the youngest one of the team, even though Raven has no business being the youngest member of the team. Or the focal point of the whole thing. Um it has an X-Men rogue kind of feeling to it. Yeah. X-Men movie. Not the real, you know, X-Men, you know, not the comic, but the movie. Feels like Rogue and Logan kind of thing with her and uh her and Dick. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like what they did with Superboy though. Super, uh, they have him escape the Academist lab, and he has, and they decided to add uh, Crypto with him. Uh, Crypto's the, the addition of Crypto was actually pretty cool. I like that. 
it's you know i mean i think as blurs and as uh people you know i don't know i'm an older blurred kind of well, i'm a tune i'm 2d so i've been around forever but like i remember like wonder woman show on tv i remember the hulk show being on tv and it was horrible but i loved it because it was the hulk you know what i mean and you compare that right. to now i mean people want everything to look like mandalorian or avengers or and you can't do that all the time you know what i mean yeah you just gotta go with the practical stuff you know and sometimes practical is cool acts horror films Oh, I love like I, I don't like practical. I like shitty horror films. I like my. I no, like no, that's the, what I mean. That's what yeah. I mean. Like a lot of the B movies, they they relied heavily on practical effects and not CGI. That's what I like about them. Yeah, that um that that grindhouse old school, Toxic yes. Avenger. Evil <laughs> Dead. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I like that, man. It's going now. It's, everything. But not everything CGI and horror like hard like CGI don't, don't belong in hard. That's that's my honest opinion. I, I don't think so either. But it has to be you know some stuff you have to pull off with a certain shot. Okay, I understand that. But having the whole monster creature be CGI or like you know no Sharknado type stuff. <laughs> but hey, but those are intentionally bad. So they they watch. doing their job. I think Sharknado would be better if they had like little plastic like bathtub sharks, practical <laughs> effects on like fishing wire swinging around. Kind of like Jaws, like it was a robotic uh, shark. Yes, I was scared of that robotic <laughs> shark. It was he was on fire and everything, and just kept just nah nah nah. He's like Pac Man. I actually got on that on the Jaws right before they took it down. Oh really? Right before? Yeah, right before they took it down. I'm like. Man, I I'm happy I got the experience because I never experienced the Jaws ride up until a couple of years ago before they took it down. Man, never wrote the yeah. Jaws Universal Studio, like Universal Studios, is not what it used to look like. I mean, it's it's still fun to go. It's just a lot of stuff has changed. A lot of the iconic rides have been replaced by something else. Uh, King Kong, no longer there. Back to the Future got replaced with The Simpsons. Uh, Jaws, I forgot what he got replaced by, but Jaws is no longer there. The Hanna-Barbera, uh, the Hanna-Barbera ride is replaced with Harry Potter. I mean, I understand you got to go with the more modern, you know, little kids are not going to want to ride, you know, they know the Simpsons, they know Harry Potter, right. you know, we remember stuff beyond that, but you know. The Sunrise should just stay there because, you know, like every generation knows about Back to the Future, you know. That's that's to be like your Epcot Center, like or your Small World. Like they still have the thing at Disney. You should keep Back to the Future forever. Yeah, I think Back to the Future quit being so futuristic when we actually caught up to the dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were supposed to look a certain way in 2020, but we look completely. We still look the same. I know, right? This. It's definitely different. We ain't, got, but. we ain't got no hoverboards. I mean, we do, but they just roll. They don't actually hover. Somebody dropped the ball. I don't know who it was. I blame Elon Musk. You're the reason why we don't have but hoverboards. Hey, I'm glad we don't have no floating cars, man. Because <laughs> because people can't people don't know how to drive with the with the ones we got now. 
Yeah, that's one of my pet peeves about Star Wars because, you know, they're in those cities and those cars are going like vertical and horizontal and up and down at the same time they're running through traffic and nobody's ever crashing. I'm like, okay, I can't be the future unless the cars if are driving crash, themselves. Gonna, if they crash, they're going to die because they, they, they driving these cars in the sky and everything. If yeah, somebody right. crashes, they, they're dead. Yeah, like when Anakin's doing that chase scene, he's driving. I'm like, man, no way possible. <laughs> or even on, um, what's another one? Uh, Fifth Element with Bruce Willis when he was driving through those cars. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I see it being more Rex. And this is AI. If AI is driving the cars, it'd be okay. It'd be perfectly safe. It might be scary. Car yeah. missed you by two centimeters just because the <laughs> computer calculated it. I mean, the AIs, if the AI is driving, okay, but I don't trust, I don't trust anybody on regular cars. I, you, I'll be damned if I'm trusting somebody with a flying car, you know? Yeah, man. Get them fly that, man. Flying cars are the way to go. <laughs> if we can just get up, we don't have to get that high either. Just, you know, high enough where, you know, you're in the air. I like to buy hover cars. I don't want to be two feet off the ground. I'm talking about like 30, 40 feet off the ground. So you can have yeah. to travel over the roads. You can just stay above tree lines and stuff. And you can just take direct route. So if you want to go from Birmingham to Charlotte, you can just do a straight beeline without having to go on the road. Exactly. Like, or you just get a plane and call it a day. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm gonna keep doing. Like, if even if we do come up with that technology, that I'm still flying. I was like, forget that. <laughs> well, man, it's been real static, Jones. Man, I appreciate you coming by, man, and hanging out. Thanks for having me, man. I gotta talk to your boy Skip. Anything you got? Any stories about Skip you want to tell me now? I can use for later on. Uh, I ain't really. I mean. He's just a good guy, man. Like he, he likes really to, is. he likes to help other people. And plus, he's a police officer, so he's a he's he's doing he, it right, you know. Yo, I saw that one video where they were like some kind of shooting going on, and I was like, man, where you at, Fountain Heights? And he was like, um, at the bottom of a hill, and a car sped by. I'm like, man, this is like some CSI Miami type shit. And Skip was right there in the mix. Yeah, I'd be praying for him, man. Like, because yeah, he told me about his whole holiday. I'm not gonna go into full detail. Uh, some pretty serious stuff happened on his shifts during the holidays. Yeah, holidays are always a bad time for crime and violence and crazy things. Yeah, man. You gotta be safe out right there. You in Birmingham too, though, right? Yeah, I am. Well, just be safe out there, man. Um, that's a lot of friends and family in Birmingham, so. Yeah, like where you live? I'm actually in Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Oh, you be careful out there, Mississippi. Oh, my God. 